Hello, and welcome to The Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 13th episode, our guest is Martin Screlly. Yes, that Martin Screlly. A quick programming note. If you already know the Martin Screlly saga and just want to hear my conversation with him, go ahead and skip to the end now. Everyone else, keep it locked. Shkreli, a former hedge fund manager and Turing Pharmaceutical CEO, became internationally infamous in October 2015 when he purchased Daraprim, a drug used to treat toxoplasmosis. There's a good chance you already host toxoplasmosis, especially if you have a cat, but you may never know it. Only children, pregnant mothers, and those with weakened immune systems are at risk for developing symptoms. But for those who do, the symptoms can be severe, even fatal. The medication used to treat patients, pyrimethamine, has been available since 1953. Screlly inspired indignation when he upped the price of the drug by over 5,000% from $13.50 per pill to $750 per pill. Then, in December 2015, he was arrested by the FBI for securities fraud. He's currently out on bail. On February 4th, Shkreli testified before the Committee on Oversight and Government Reform of the U.S. House of Representatives. His appearance was so brief, I can play most of it here. You'll first hear Shkreli and Republican Utah Representative Jason Chaffetz, and then Republican South Carolina Representative Trey Gowdy. On the advice of counsel, I will not be giving an opening statement. To... Um I want to ask you a few questions. What, what, do you, what do you say to that single pregnant woman who might have AIDS, no income, and she needs Daraprim in order to survive? What, what do you say to her when she has to make that choice? What do you say to her? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. You were quoted as saying on Fox 5 in New York, you were quoted as saying, if you raise prices and you don't take that cash and put it back into research, I think it's despicable. I think you should not be in the drug business. We take all of our cash, all of our extra profit, and spend it on research for these patients, for other patients who have terrible life-threatening, life-ending diseases. Did you say that? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. Do you think you've done anything wrong? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. I'd like to yield time to Congressman Gowdy of South Carolina. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Is it pronounced Shkreli? Yes, sir. See, there you can answer some questions. That one didn't incriminate you. I I just want to make sure you understand you are welcome to answer questions, and not all of your answers are going to subject you to incrimination. Do you understand that, don't you? I intend to follow the advice of my counsel, not yours. I I just want to make sure you're getting the right advice. You, you, You do know that not every disclosure can be subject to the Fifth Amendment Assertion, only those that, are reason, that, that, that you reasonably believe could be used in a criminal prosecution or could lead to other evidence. I intend to, advi- uh, I intend to uh, uh, use the advice of my counsel, not yours. 
do you also understand that you can waive your Fifth Amendment right? Um, you gave an interview to a television station in New York where, um, if I understood you correctly, you couldn't wait to come educate the members of Congress on drug pricing, and this would be a great opportunity to do it. So do, do you understand you can waive your Fifth Amendment right? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. Well, Mr. Chairman, I'm vexed. Um, he's been willing to answer at least one question this morning. That one didn't subject him to incrimination. Um, I, I don't think he's under indictment for the subject matter of this hearing. Um, so the Fifth Amendment actually doesn't apply to answers that are not reasonably calculated to expose you to incrimination. Um, and even if it did apply, he's welcome to waive it. And I listened to his interview, um, and, and he didn't have to be prodded to talk during that interview. He doesn't have to be prodded to tweet a whole lot or to show us his life on, on that little webcam he's got. So this is a great opportunity if you want to educate the members of Congress about drug pricing or what you call the fictitious case against you, or we can even talk about the, the purchase of a, is it Wu-Tang Clan? Is that the name of the album? Name of the group? On the advice of counsel, I invoke my Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination and respectfully decline to answer your question. Uh, Mr. But Chairman, I am, I am stunned that a conversation about an album he purchased could possibly subject him to incrimination. But if well, the, the, gentleman, the gentleman is correct. We, we, I, I understand that Mr. Scarelli is under indictment, but it is not the intention to ask him questions about that topic. So if I understand it correctly, he, we're not going to ask him questions that are going to uh, be in the subject matter of his current pending criminal charges. Um, and if we were to get close to one or in the gray area, he's welcome to assert his Fifth Amendment privilege there. And if we stay away from the subject matter of his indictment, he is, uh, some could argue, has a legal obligation to answer um, under Casgar uh, versus United States, but certainly has the right to do so, as he did in the in the television interview, and as he uh, does quite frequently on social media. The album you heard mentioned there is another story entirely. Starting in 2008, rap group the Wu Tang Clan spent five years recording an album. Only one person, one who couldn't legally profit from it until 2103, could purchase. In May 2015, Screlly was the winner of an auction for the album, paying $2 million. Here's Wu-Tang Clan leader The RZA being interviewed by Bloomberg on January 6th. They were the same organization who broke the story in December 2015. So this guy comes along, um, Martin Screlly, who you don't really know. I guess you had lunch with the guy once, right? Yeah. Uh, they said we have another guy. He just came on board. He's interested. He's young. He's, he's a Wu-Tang fan. He, he loves hip-hop. Would you like to meet him? We had a, a brief lunch. He, uh, he, 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 he did mention his, his love of hip-hop. Right. And I, just, and I mentioned to him the importance that I think this record is, yeah. you know, to the, to the legacy of hip-hop. Not even 60 days later, uh, he put a strong offer in. Yeah. Do you have any, like, impressions of the guy? I mean, he's now, like, many people think he's, like, a total jerk. And, you know, he's, <laughs> I mean, like I said, he's, like, the BBC, I think, called him the most hated man in America, right? Wow. A lot of people, the guy's behaved in a lot of ways that have upset a lot of people, make him think he's kind of, what kind of a vibe did you get off the guy when you met him? Uh, we talked briefly about where he come from, yeah. 
briefly, you know, about what Wu Tang mean. Uh, he was actually uh, he was present at this. We did a thing at MoMA yeah. where we played the 12 minutes, and he was also in that audience. So he heard the 12 minutes, and he just really enjoyed the music. So I didn't, I didn't like, I couldn't measure if he was a guy in college. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right, I couldn't, right, right, sure. couldn't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, so he buys the record, right? And then you know, Bloomberg Businessweek does this story that says that he's the buyer of it. You then found out, you know, about the about kind of a little bit more about the guy, right? That he had jacked up the prices on these these HIV drugs, and then you know, subsequent to that, he ends up uh, getting charged with securities fraud, right? Wow. So that's all this stuff that's happened since then, right? right? And I know you put out a statement, you know, saying to the magazine, saying, hey. You know, when we came to this agreement, you know, this is all before I knew anything about all this stuff. And, you know, I don't really know anything about this. Right. But he's then right. quoted someplace uh, in December. He said it's about you. He said you were arrogant. Um, <laughs> and he said uh, he'd given you a bunch of money. And he said, I quote, I'd encourage him to shut the f up before he goes a little too far. We'll see what happens. I think he's a smart man. He definitely acts like his doesn't stink. And he invented rap. This concept of selling one album. This is backfiring for him now. That's what he said about you. Wow. I don't. That seems a little hostile. That's a little hostile, but uh, what could backfire from creating a piece of art, having an idea, and to see it grow into fruition? As far as uh, me being arrogant, yeah. <laughs> it depends on what day you cast me, baby. <laughs> Look, I could be arrogant, right? Yeah. But uh, most people that know me, you know, respect me because I am down to earth and, and, and very communicative. Let's say he ends up going to jail for securities fraud. Does it bother you that that guy has the one copy of this record? He even said the other day he hasn't listened to it yet. He doesn't know when he's going to listen to it. Right. You know, it's like he's kind of taunting people. I bought the one copy. I'm not even going to listen to the damn thing. He, he, he bought it. He could do what he want, right? right? The power of art is that. So I could never discriminate if, you know, if, 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 if the most greatest man in the world was the one who wanted to possess it, it would have been his objective. If, if my enemy came to an auction and was like, yo, I want that picture of RZA just to throw darts at it. Yeah. It's being auctioned. So that's something that you know, I can never, ever, at this age of my life and through the years I've been, I can never discriminate who appreciate art. So is there any way for that, given the nature of the contract, for more of the world to get to hear this record? He has the power right. to do something really cool. He can, if he want to be philanthropic, he can do something that could allow more people to hear the record. If he concurs to that, then that'd be something uh, really good for art and really good for the Wu fans. Later in January, Wu-Tang Clan member Ghostface Killer was asked about Skrelly by TMZ. He responded by calling him a shithead. A few days later, TMZ published a video response from Skrelly, who, stemless wine glass in hand, had three masked men placed behind him. Dennis, I'm going to call you by your government name. You're not a ghost face killer. I'm sorry. In fact, um, you know, most people don't ever try to beef with me. Do you know why? What do you guys think? They ain't stupid. Nobody's like that. that dumb. Every one of my enemies, they try to stay anonymous. They try Dumbass. to stay out because, you know, it's just one of these things where, for whatever reason, you think it's okay to beef with me. But that's a big mistake. Um, you know, at the end of the day, um, I'm very sorry for you. You're an old man. You're an old man that's lost his relevance, and you're trying to reclaim the spotlight from my spotlight. That's not going to work, Ghost. Dennis. In fact, 
I think that uh, if you ever say some dumb shit again, this album, this Shaolin, I'm gonna erase all your shit from this album. Right here, man. Right here. I'm gonna erase you from the record books of rap. You're gonna be done. You're my son. You have to listen to me. I butter your bread. You understand me? You be a ghost for real, motherfucker. Without you, without me, you're nothing. And so, even though I pity you, I have to give you some punishment. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I'm not gonna let this slide. I expect you to write me a written apology from the heart. Some contrition, some long letter where you explain your sorrow and sadness for what you've done. This it's not a frames neither, mother And, you know, you think you're the only tough guy from New York City? Uh, I'm sorry, but you don't know us. We saw your boy kill a priest. We saw him getting pitched for, uh, what was it, 10 kilos of cocaine? Like, some of that, some of that China white. And, uh, what did he do, Todd? He's copping please like a little bitch to the police. He ain't even got no damn, he is sentenced to his ass. Yeah. Copping please. I got kids. I've got kids. We all got kids out this motherfucker. And, and you're crying to the Jake right away. Why is that? Why are your goons not as hard as mine? Lift up your skirt, motherfucker. Yeah, well, look. Ghost, stop pretending, stop acting, stop lying. Be real, as your video once said. And uh, don't ever mention my name again. Ever. Or it'll be, there'll be more, more of a price to pay than just this video. I'm out. During his February 3rd appearance on Power 105.1's The Breakfast Club, Shkreli added fuel to the fire. You know, well, if you love hip hop, you'd never disrespect Ghostface Killer. I understand you feel like he it came was, at you. It was a tough decision. I'll be clear. It's a tough decision, but because it actually will make hip hop people look at you crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, how dare he talk about you? But this who is album. this Yakub's child? This is Ghostface talking He's an crazy icon to the God Ghostface, part of Wu Tang Clan, one of the greatest groups of all time. He's one of the greatest rappers ever, but he's still a man. He still bleeds the same blood as me, and is both red. And you want to talk? I'm not the one. Do you think That's you it. have Michael Jackson's nose? No, I I, I got a beautiful <laughs> nose. He should be one to talk. Uh, if he were here right now, I'd smack him right in the face. No, you wouldn't. Don't right. Absolutely. 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 Ghost Ghost in another room. <laughs> you would not smack Ghostface. Absolutely. Would you buy his album? Absolutely. I have all his albums. I got 36 seasons. I got everything. 36 I, Chambers? The hell is wrong with you? Seasons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That came yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. You said Chambers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a Ghostface solo album. Now, back no, to he's right. Back he's to Donald right. Trump. Now, he called you a young brat. No, no, back to that. You will not smack Ghostface Killer. If you say so, I'll do, the, do you that honor. I'm just saying, Ghostface yeah. got a lot of people that love he him. He smack fire out and you. And I know you're saying that, but, you know, you walk outside. And it, the streets and are still the streets. Can anybody can I don't get think you want those problems. You would smack ghosts. Martin, yes. anybody can get it, Martin. <laughs> I know this. And we're in the midst of this you whole Black Lives think... Matter thing. Racial tension is at all time high. They'd love to chase you back <laughs> to the make, caucus mountains. Don't make it a race thing. At the end of the day, there's people in my family who've been shot and killed. You know, this, you, you Did know. you shoot him, kill him? <laughs> no. If not, it doesn't matter. What so wait, if you smack Ghost and he, <laughs> and he beats you up, would you're... that be justified on his part, though? He can try, man. Would you call Bring the police on. on him if he beat you up? What's that? Would you, would you call the police on Ghost Hell and no. beat you up? No. Hell no. Say Jeez. that on camera again. Then. I would never <laughs> call the police. It's open season. Come at me. It don't matter. Papa Wu. Remember when you did the action, Bronson? It don't matter, Do it to Martin Strelly. And he's talking crazy. Open season. And in fact, I think there's a saying y'all familiar with. It's called, I wish you would. A few days later, Ghostface Killa issued a video response that doubled as a promotion for his CBD oil, Woo Goo. This is the guy right here that planned on challenging me. The, the man with the 12-year-old body. This who he be. His name is Scarelli right there. When y'all see him, you know what I mean? 
But you know, I don't even know how it came to this like this. This ghost versus Peter Pan in like 2016. You know what I mean? All he could do right now is just try to fly away in front of my face, man. You know what I mean? But so this is this is where this is him. Check his face out, man. Carved out nose, anything, you know what I'm saying? Walking around with fake goons like he's tough and he ain't got a, a real bone in his body. You know what I mean? He don't even know he don't, the way he say goons is not even the it's, it's not even official. You know what I mean? So I'm just letting y'all know, like, yo, he a fraud, man. And then on top of that, you gonna come at me after you done brought a Wu-Tang album for $2 million acting like we washed up rappers? Like, I'm a washed up rapper, but you don't brought a washed up rapper album for $2 million. You know what I mean? Who washed up now? I don't care how much money you got, because money don't make you a man, bro. Sometimes I wonder about you, seriously. Because I'm wondering, like, yo, man, was he jumping rope as a child? Was he playing hopscotch or eating ice cream with his fellas, and, you know what I mean, or having sleepovers with the boys? You know what I'm saying? It's like, where did you go wrong at? You know what I mean? You coming, you doing all this promotion for nothing. What you doing right now is you promoting me, bruh. Listen, man, my middle knuckle is bigger than all my knuckles on his hand right here, bruh. You ain't got a scratch on your middle knuckle. You know what I mean? You ain't been through nothing. You never ate you never been in the in the crib with welfare cheese and fried bologna and all that stuff like that for dinner at nighttime, man. Don't come me with that little punk ass shit. Yo, this the dude that raised the pill from thirteen dollars a pill to 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 like seven hundred and fifty dollars, man. He raised it by five thousand percent, man. People can't pay that much, man. Sometimes people need the pills for the whole month, man. For the whole month, you know what I mean? And you're gonna raise it from seven hundred and fifty dollars per pill. It's like, yo, how they gonna live, man? You a real killer, man. You a killer, man. But you a soft killer, man. You a baby, man. You know what I'm saying? It's like something wrong with you, man. You on riddling or something, man. You know what I mean? You don't do that to the people, man. They need that. They need They need that. Right now, you got them weak right now because they don't even know where they're gonna run and go get, get their medicine from now because of you. You's a clown. You get the idea. So here's how I happen to speak with Screlly. On May 27th, Shkreli tweeted the following. I haven't been called by the Trump camp. I support him versus Hillary. He should find a VP candidate who is seasoned in politics. An ugly game. The same day, Colin Dalida of Mashable published an article titled, America's Most Hated Man Endorses Its Most Hated Presidential Candidate. On May 28th, Shkreli published his phone number, 646-217-2783. On Twitter, and asked people who hate him to call him to prove to Dalida that this was not true. From there, he tweeted back and forth with me, and I dialed the phone number without a redial button, I might add, for more than 30 minutes. Finally, I got through. And now, my conversation with Martin Screlly. Martin, it's uh, Rob Burgess. I tweeted at you just a few minutes ago here. How are you? Good. How are you, man? Good. Good. Uh, I'm recording this for my podcast. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. No problem. Okay, cool. What's uh, what's the response been like since you posted this uh, number here? Pretty much only positive. I really can't find someone who hates me, which is unfortunate because 
the media says I'm the most hated man in America, and typically if people really hated you and you posted your phone number, maybe you'd get a earful from someone, but no one's really done that yet. Right. Well, uh, I mean, I've personally written an editorial about what you did. I don't hate you personally because obviously I don't know you, but I, I don't really care for, for what, you're, what you're well known for. But, I mean, I don't know if that counts as hating you personally. I don't know if you want to count that, but... I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, what's your response to people like me that think that what you did was unfair to the people that needed the AIDS medicine here? I don't think you understand... Uh, how, how our healthcare system works. It's not unfair at all. In fact, they're probably doing the, the first, for the first time, we're doing something good for patients with neglected, uh, derivative illnesses of HIV, which most companies wouldn't even care to try to treat. Mm. I think you got it backwards. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm willing to be, you know, educated or whatever if I'm if I'm wrong. But uh, doesn't it seem like even if you're sticking it to the, because I mean, I've heard your argument where you said that if you're, you know, you're actually what you're doing is you're sticking it to the insurance companies and not what's that? Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to say I don't think we're sticking it to anyone because this is a drug that's even after this price increase, still one of the smallest revenue-producing drugs in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's who's being stuck to because it, before mm-hmm. this drug was like the bottom of the barrel of drugs that made any money. It was generating maybe five million dollars of revenue, mm-hmm. and after the price increase, it's not generating that much more. Um, some people projected at thirty million. That's mm-hmm. still a pretty tiny drug, <laughs> um, you know. So I don't know, you know, compared to. Uh, Humira, which does $18 billion in revenue or a $4 trillion healthcare system, I, I don't know that $30 million is sticking it to anyone. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, the thing I had heard is that, you know, even you, you said that if people can't personally pay for it, you'll, you'll out of your own pocket do it for people. Have, has that hap- has that situation happened where people have contacted you to get this drug because they couldn't pay for it and, they they did. I, I know you've offered that, but has that actually have people reached out to you in that way? Seventy seventy percent of the drug we sell is for free. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I would be. I, I'm a Wu Tang fan, so I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the status of that Wu Tang album. What's what's happening with it here? Status is I own it, and nobody else does, and that's pretty much the way it's going to be forever. So it, Wu-Tang is for the children. No, nobody's going to get to hear that for for all times. Oh, well, Wu-Tang was for the children. They shouldn't have sold me the album. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Go bother the RZA. <laughs> okay. Uh, has this changed your uh, feeling about the music of Wu-Tang, being that, you know, Ghostface Kill is obviously not your, your biggest fan uh, at this yeah. point? Yeah, music is art, you know. Their, their opinion is... Short-sighted. I think the RZA has a very positive opinion of me, hmm. for instance, and you know I'm sure Ghost would too. But you know he's a he's got an image and a persona. You know music is enter- they're in the entertainment business. You know they can't they can't alienate their fans. They can't. They got to do what they got to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh- so do you feel like you have a persona? You talked about them having a persona. It seems like you kind of revel in this this idea that, that you're the most... I mean, you're obviously doing this to prove people wrong, that, that you're not the most hated person, but... Uh, I mean, we all, we all have a persona, right? What's that? 
we are, we all have a persona of some kind. Um, so yeah, I, I do. Um, mm-hmm. I like, I like to start fights, be a rabble rouser. So sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, you seem to get offended when people take you up on that persona. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're doing this to say, oh, I'm not the hate, most hated. I'm only getting support, but, uh, it almost seems like you in some ways, you know, I of course saw that video where you <laughs> had yeah, the people. I've, I've tried to be hated and it's hard. You'd be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, I've just left my phone open, and, I mean, invariably, there are people who will call, like yourself, who are pretty reasonable, and they'll call, and they'll be like, all right, you know, I read the articles, I didn't like it, explain it to me, and with enough time, I usually can help people understand I'm actually a pretty reasonable person, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, if someone calls me and they say that, you know, um, they want to fight me, or that, you know, I look ugly or something, I'm going to be just as crass back to them, but, you know, I mean, I just had a nice 20-minute discussion with a woman who has loved ones with cystic fibrosis, and she ended up sort of seeing it my way, um, so I think, you know, it, it's, the truth is is pretty obvious, you know, I think that psychologically people see me as someone that's easy to hate, so if you need to hate someone in your life because they're frustrated at something or whatever, then I'm a decent person to throw your anger at, but if you actually take a real hard look at what's going on, it's not no longer that easy to hate. So mm-hmm. um, so anyway, that's sort of how I mm-hmm. feel about that. Well, I mean, I have heard the argument as far as the drugs go, and I was explaining this to someone else, and they are like, yeah, but from people that I've talked to in the healthcare industry, America pays for the rest of the world as far as, you know, there's uh, controls on the cost of, of drugs around the world, and, and their argument was, and I'm, I'm guessing the yours would be too, that, you know, you'd, sure, these other countries have these price controls, but they're only able to have that because, you know, America it doesn't. Is that... It's complicated, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I answered this question a little bit earlier. I, I don't know that. Most new new innovative medicine is, is sort of, um, is more or less paid for by um, everyone mm-hmm. as he develops country, so I don't know that that's totally true. Mm-hmm. Like, cell genes, blockbuster, cancer drug, actually cost more in Europe than the United States. Mm-hmm. So, there's definitely, um, you know, um, it's complicated. It's not easy to put in one sound bite, which I think a lot of people want to do. Anyway, i got to keep it moving. Okay. Well, thanks for talking, man. Sure, dude. Thanks a lot. Bye. Let me be clear. I have loved the Wu-Tang Clan since I was in college. And Ghostface Killa is one of the best rappers ever. And I'll admit to a healthy dose of schadenfreude when I heard about Screlly being hauled away in handcuffs and having to explain himself to Congress. But whatever you think of Screlly, give him credit for doing what he didn't have to do. He didn't have to put his phone number on social media during a time which he would be available. Also, if everyone else I'm interested in talking to could just go ahead and do that, this show would be much more easier to book. He didn't have to agree to be recorded for this podcast. He could have just as easily declined. He didn't have to answer every question I put to him without hesitation. He didn't have to talk for almost ten minutes. So, Martin, if you're listening, you're welcome back anytime. I had a ton more questions we didn't even get to. But, if nothing else comes of this, I can always say I got more out of Screlly than the House of Representatives did, right? I want to thank Josh Sigler and Brandon Chapman of the Sounding Off with Chap and Sig podcast for the shout-outs on their last two episodes. If you're into unfiltered sports talk, I highly suggest checking them out on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and iTunes. 
You can help The Rob Burgess Show reach a wider audience by rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast on iTunes at tinyurl.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show. You can also find The Rob Burgess Show on Stitcher at the-rob-burgess-show, Google Play Music at tinyurl.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show, Google Play. Tune in at tinyurl.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show, tune in. YouTube at tinyurl.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show YouTube. You can also subscribe directly to the RSS feed at tinyurl.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show RSS. If you're an Android user, visit subscribe on android.com forward slash tinyurl.com forward slash The Rob Burgess Show RSS. You can find more about me by visiting my website www.thisburgess.com Follow on Twitter at Rob Burgess Show Like the page on Facebook at The Rob Burgess Show Follow on SoundCloud at The-Rob-Burgess-Show The email for the show is The Rob Burgess Show at gmail.com And until next time, thank you for listening